Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire, from Monday, December 19th. Oh, boy. You know, it's tough to rank the greatest all-time shows we've had on the podcast. We've had a lot of phenomenal guests. A lot of great sports have happened in the two-plus years we've had the podcast. I don't know if in one day we've had as much chaos and incredible sports as we had on Sunday. I mean, it was one of the wildest sports days I can remember. And I'm including NCAA tournament, NBA finals. Um, I'm not a huge Olympics guy, but we haven't had the World Cup during this podcast. And you know I'm a big World Cup guy. Folks, between the amazing Argentina-France game on Sunday morning, followed by... Just sheer chaos in the NFL all afternoon. I, I can't. I mean, two defensive walk-off touchdowns. There's. A, it's a good thing there was no camera in my house when the Raiders play went down, because folks, I was upstairs and I watch. I you know I have. <laughs> I'm one of these guys who has red zone on every TV going at the same time, just so I don't miss anything. So I'm upstairs doing whatever. And I have red zone on. And the Raiders play starts happening. And as soon as Chandler Jones intercepted it, I start going, oh my gosh. And then he dump trucks and stiff arms Mac Jones to the carpet. And I'm like, oh my God. And my son's downstairs. And I start running down the stairs screaming, Bryce, are you watching this? It was unbelievable. I think I got downstairs before Chandler Jones got to the end zone. I mean, that was amazing. You had two walk-off defensive touchdowns. You had the Chargers winning on a last-second field goal. My Jets, in a crushing defeat, losing on a last-second field goal. Seven of the games at 1 and 4 p.m. using East Coast time were determined by one score. Over the, And I'm not even, we're not even talking about Saturday yet. When the Vikings had the biggest comeback in NFL history from down 33-0. We had three games this weekend in the NFL where the opponent was down 17 or more and came back to win. Two at home and one on the road. Cincinnati, which is a game we'd probably do 30 minutes on ordinarily, but, you know, because I hate the Bengals. Just kidding, Bengals fans. We'll obviously talk about that. Jacksonville, down 27-10, storms back to beat Dallas on a walk-off defensive touchdown. Uh, Amazing. And then, of course, the Minnesota Vikings, which, you know, is hard to even discuss what the hell happened on Saturday, but so much happened after that, on Sunday, I don't even really know where to start. And oh, by the way, did you guys see uh, the Lakers kind of buried the news that Anthony Davis is going to be out a month? I'm 
pretty sure they announced it in overtime during the World Cup. And I we got invited to two different World Cup gatherings. Now remember, 7 a.m. Pacific is quite early. So I went with my daughter to a buddy's house, watched it with a bunch of people. Then I picked up my son and went to the second half at another buddy's house. And that guy's wife is from Argentina and her family was there. So they all had Argentina jerseys. Very exciting. And they uh, have season tickets to the Lakers. So, you know, I get uh, start getting texts from friends, obviously about the World Cup. And I see Anthony Davis out a month. Then normally it would just gloss over, but I'm with a buddy who has season tickets. I'm like, Anthony Davis out a month. He's like, I'm going to the game. To- oh, my God. You know, it's quickly, instantly back to Messi versus Mbappe. Normally, I'd start with NFL, but I just have to get the World Cup out of the way first. I know a lot of people knock soccer as, oh, it's so boring and the fake injuries and blah, blah, blah. And the magic spray when guys get injured. Folks, I don't care what narrative you want to say about soccer. Even if you're the hardest, I don't care about soccer. If you watched any of that game, you were just totally blown away by the narratives and the drama and the overtime and the penalty kicks. It was simply amazing. I can't say enough about how great it was. And listen, this is not just me saying all of this because I gave out Argentina in the summer. It was June. I wrote about it on Fox Sports. Before the tournament, I was loaded up on Argentina Futures. It went great. I, of course, had Messi to score the first goal. If you guys follow me on IG, you got all the soccer picks. And, you know, Messi bangs home the PK because you know he's taking a PK. And, of course, there was a foul in the box. Messi, bam. I had both teams to score. Like, it was it was probably the greatest single soccer match I've ever had gambling in my life. Um, and then I took a couple long shots, like, to go penalty kicks. Argentina to win in penalties. It was just a, really just an unbelievable stroke. And oh, by the way, uh, this guy Mbappe had a hat trick. <laughs> you know, it, it was just such an unbelievable game. So happy for Messi. We can end the silly goat debate. Like there, it, there's no no question. Messi is the goat. Come on, guys. Like you you can't argue that. By the way, when he scored in overtime, the tap in, it felt like oh, that's it. That was it. Messi, the game winning goal in overtime. You can't write these stories. It was almost like, and I know some people are going to groan, LeBron coming back to the Lakers, winning a title, coming back to Cleveland, not coming back to the Lakers, sorry, going to the Lakers, winning a title, after going back to Cleveland and winning a title, and winning with the Heat. It was just like, this stuff is storybook finished. Like, you can't write a script this incredible. And then, you know, we race home to start watching NFL, and it felt like a massive buzzkill going from, you know, 47 million Argentinians singing Messi in the streets. I mean, it felt like that when you see the videos online. It was unbelievable. I'm sure you guys saw the Andres Cantor, the guy who says, no, and screams it for like an hour. The video of him, who he's from Argentina, him talking about the final PK. He like almost starts crying and keeps it together. And the passion, it's just, you just don't get that anywhere. It's just not the same. Even when, you know, Rayshon Jenkins or whatever his name is of the Jags gets that bobbled uh, pick six to walk off for the Jags. And by the way, that was an awesome finish. I don't know how the hell Noah Brown didn't catch that. I didn't love Dak throwing it into what perceived was a crowd. But on replays, it was like, Dak squeezed that in there. Noah Brown just off his hands as he's falling down. Just devastating for Dallas. Um, but uh, yeah, it's World Cup. It was amazing. Thank you guys for all the comments, uh, the DMs. It, it's, it's fun interacting. Remember, 2026. It's here. I saw the, I don't know if you guys saw the post that was on, I think it was U.S. Soccer. They named all the host cities for 2026, just so you can get ready to get your tickets for when the U.S. makes a run to the semifinals. But the games will be in Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Houston, KC, LA, Miami, New York, New Jersey, Philly, Bay Area, Seattle. Soccer hotbeds all over the country. Oh, and oh by the way, Canada will be hosting in Toronto and Vancouver. Mexico in Guadalajara, Mexico City, Monterey. I, I don't. Are, there is teams are going to be just crisscrossing, or maybe you could put pods in certain areas. You know, obviously Mexico, and there and there are more teams now. I didn't. I haven't fully looked into it. I don't know how you're going to do 48 teams in the World Cup. Like I, I mean, some of the countries at the bottom of the World Cup this year were pretty bad, but. Alas, 2026, four years away. It'll be the greatest World Cup ever because the next World Cup is always the greatest 
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now wherever you're listening. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. As for the NFL, listen, I probably could start with the Raiders uh, saving Josh McDaniels. I mean, Derek Carr. Nobody's talking about how bad Derek Carr was with that pick six. McDaniels blowing another double-digit lead. Nobody's talking about that because the Patriots gave the game away on the lateral play. Uh, I should start there, but I probably could start with the Jags against the Cowboys and what was an amazing finish. I think I saw an awesome lineup of what the playoff picture would be These are the potential quarterbacks in the AFC. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lawrence, Herbert, Lamar, and Tua. Or Mike White, of course, if the Jets somehow sneak in. So let's start with the Jets, okay? Because I got to get it off my chest. It, It hurt. It hurt bad. It was a stinging loss, and I hate taking the Jets in the contest because if they don't deliver, and they had this year, then it hurts doubly so, if that's even possible. Contest did not go great. One, three, and once. Amazingly, I did not lose a lot of ground in the contest because everybody else did horribly. And I'm at 56.9%, which is pretty good. Now, I think it's one of my top four, um, could be one of my top four finishes ever. Uh, still striking distance of the money, but it's going to be, it's gotten a lot harder with only three weeks left. At any rate, so the Jets basically play, you know, bend but don't break defense for. 57 minutes? Uh, Lions go 0 for 3 in the red zone. Jets have a chance. All they need is a stop on 4th and 1. Because they're winning, thanks to a touchdown drive. And Ben Johnson, a name... I mean, you probably wouldn't know him if he delivered a pizza to your house like tomorrow. I certainly would not. But Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of Lions... He should get interviews, obviously based on his body of work this year, but simply based on the play call, fourth and inches from midfield. They put in a tight end named Brock Wright, 13 catches on the season, undrafted, 
had no catches all game. They put him and had him block and then leak out in just a, a stroke of genius. The Jets defenders are saying, you know, we we saw every Lions play this season. They did not have that play on tape. They saved it for the perfect time. Brock Wright, wide open, goes 51 yards for a touchdown. Just a backbreaker. The Jets were just totally befuddled. I mean, hell, the world was. Fourth and inches from midfield, and you're going to throw that? It was genius. Ben Johnson deserves interviews. It, listen, if I'm a team looking for a coach and I, I'm going to find the next young offensive mind, I think that's the guy you got to look at. Johnson called a great game. By the way, Jets did not sack off. Other fun stats. Sauce Gardner played 66 snaps on defense. He was not targeted once. That's how much respect Ben Johnson has for Sauce. The defensive rookie of the year did not throw at him once. And uh, b- despite all this, the Jets had a chance to win because Zach Wilson delivered with a couple. Listen, I know Zach Wilson's much maligned. He had a brutal interception in the third quarter. He had almost a, a horrendous interception later. It might have been early fourth or third. But it was just like, bro, this is why Zach Wilson's not an NFL quarterback. The guy stinks. And then he gets the ball back deep in his own end with three timeouts, which was hugely key. And it's, I believe, fourth and 18. He makes a nails throw to Garrett Wilson. By the way, Zach Wilson, 317 yards, two touchdowns, seven pass completions of 20 or more yards. Those are big plays, seven of them. He completes this awesome pass to Garrett Wilson. Then they get another situation. He's sacked. They need a big-time pass. Zach Wilson delivers again on the final drive. This one went for Elijah Moore. Uh, for 20 yards on 4th and 18. So basically, he converted a 3rd and 19 to Wilson, a 4th and 18 to Moore, and they call timeout with one second left, but they still, I think they ended the games with two timeouts. I'm sorry, with one timeout, which they shouldn't have. They should have burned it earlier to give themselves more time to get in range. Greg the Leg Zerline, a hero a few weeks ago, shanks a 58-yarder and never had a chance, and the Jets lose a heartbreaker. So as of this moment, they have a 25% chance to get into the playoffs. Basically, they got to win out, which is, <laughs> I mean, really, is that going to happen? They got Thursday night Jags, massive game. Uh, hope Mike White is back for that one. Jags are still going to be partying after that win over Dallas. Then they're at Seattle, at Miami. Listen, bottom line, the Jets had this game. Robert Sala, terrible job with the timeouts. Special teams got embarrassed, gave up a long punt return touchdown, missed field goal at the end. And the defense on the biggest play of the season, you need you got to get one stop. They left uh, Brock Wright wide open, and he delivers the massive touchdown, and the Jets lose. But, you know, is it silver lining? I can't find a silver lining. They friggin' lost. I'm angry. It's disappointing. Seven and seven. I'm on a text chain with some buddies who are Jets fans. There's not a lot of them out there. And it was just like, you you felt like a gut punch. You needed to lie down after that because there was so much drama. Fourth and one, got to get the stop. Third and 18, fourth and 18. And, and like just so many like, oh my gosh, season on the line plays. And ultimately, it's a loss for the Jets. But the good news is, and again, you got to find silver linings and it doesn't involve the Jets. The Chargers look to be going to the playoffs now have an 86% chance thanks to a awesome Justin Herbert drive. I'll say this about Herbert. He was incredible as usual. Did have two red zone interceptions or Chargers win this in a walkover. Um, You got to push if you took the Chargers at three. Herbert delivers on the final drive. Dicker the kicker. Cameron Dicker comes through with a, I don't know, a 40-yard kick or whatever, 43-yarder to beat the Titans. Titans are reeling, folks, and they might lose their playoff spot. You don't want to see them in the playoffs. They're not a fun watch. The defense is so banged up. And other than Derrick Henry... Like, they're just not a good football team. I know people love Rabel, but this that's a boring watch. I want to see Herbert in the playoffs. And by the way, this defense should be getting Derwin James back, the Bosa brother. Hopefully the offensive line can get healthier. I'm just telling you, if the, if the Chargers are fully healthy, they're going to be a handful for Joe Burrow and Cincinnati. Um, I mean... They, I, I think you gotta you gotta like Herbert's chances against Trevor Lawrence in a playoff game, don't you? Um, I don't know about going to Buffalo. I if I'm Herbert, given how well they play against the Chiefs, I'd rather. I know this is gonna sound crazy. I'd rather go to Kansas City than Buffalo if I'm Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And I do think this Kansas City team is Super Bowl worthy. 
but I just watched their defense for the second straight week just get pushed around. I mean, it was a bit of an impulse play taking KC against Houston, but folks, I mean, Houston was down five starters. They were down their best cornerback, their number three cornerback, um, their top two receivers, their best running back, and they just moved the ball at will against Kansas City. It was a little embarrassing if I'm a, if I'm a Chargers. I'm sorry, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm like, can Spagnolo get us to the promised land? We just got to rely on Patrick Mahomes to bail us out every freaking week. Now, he does have the skills to bail them out. They got Tony back. They got a lot. I mean, listen, that offense is going to move, especially against the Texans. But I don't know, I'm going to give the Chargers a very live chance in that first round. And when you've got Justin Herbert, you're definitely, uh, most certainly going to be alive and in the mix. Um, I'll give Joe Burrow his flowers, but I just need to talk about a l- how ridiculous gambling on the NFL can be. If you took Tampa Bay in the contest, you're getting three and a half points at home. You're leading 17 nothing. Oh, by the way, Tom Brady, in home games in his career, up 17 or more, 89-0. He never lost a home game in his, in his career when he was up 17 or more. They led 17-0. And then the second half happened. And this wasn't Cincinnati steamrolling Tampa. This was a straight-up Tom Brady slash Tampa implosion. So they, for some reason, Bowles dialed up a fake punt on the opening drive. They botched that, and then it just snowballed. It led to a field goal. Next possession, interception, led to a touchdown. Then a Brady fumble, led to a touchdown. Then another fumble, led to a touchdown. Then an interception. At this point, Tampa Bay is going like 23 yards, 32 yards, 17 yards, like Super short drives. Are you ready for this? Cincinnati had 237 yards of total offense and scored 34 points. They averaged 3.8 yards per play. That's it. And they won the game. That's because Tampa turned the ball over four times in that stupid fake punt thing. So if you bet Tampa, you're just sitting here like, I've never seen anything like this happen. Folks, Cincinnati's first half was the worst they've had since Joe Burrow became the quarterback. They ran 14 plays for 83 yards. And if you're looking for any concern with the Bengals, and I know Bengals fans are like, you've always got to find the negativity, Jason. Why? Three games in a row, no points in the first quarter. Now their defense is beat up. I'll give them that. Brady had a couple long drives. But overall, Bengals go from 0-2 to 10-4. And they've covered a staggering 19 of their last 22 games. Bengals got something good cooking. Um, I probably should take some time to talk about the Saturday games, but I'm not simply because, you know, they're two days old. The Vikings had an amazing comeback. They won. I had Kirk Cousins in fantasy who had zero points at half, ended with like 34. Browns, which I talked about I liked a lot on the pod Friday. Browns win and cover 13-3 against Tyler Huntley. And then... I'm just going to take a quick second. I know you guys want to get to Rob G's Raiders, and we will get to that. But the Buffalo Bills do not look good at all. I'm talking at all. Saturday night, I went on like this um, like boat parade cruise with the family, you know, and I'm like, all right, Buffalo should be in shape. This should be easy. I'll check out the game online. I'm watching a little bit, and I'm like, huh, Buffalo's not getting stops. They're giving up big plays. What the hell's going on here? What, what are we doing, guys? And this was a recurring theme. The three best teams in the NFL this weekend. Eagles sputtered on the road, could not cover, had the Bears in the contest. Chiefs, I already mentioned, uh, needing to go to overtime against the sorry-ass Texans, uh, and they get the win. By the way, the Chiefs have won the division seven times in a row. I did not realize that dominance. And then there's the Bills, who barely beat Miami. They let Tua in the snow go up and down the field. Tua lost another cold game, but it wasn't his fault. I mean, what an incredible ending that was. Unless you had Buffalo favored by seven, you would have got a push, but the running back goes down at the four-yard line because they wanted to kick a field goal. And I'm sitting here watching this in the car like, wait a minute, you want to kick a field goal in a driving snowstorm? I I was stunned. I thought you just want to score the touchdown and end it, squib kick, and it's over. And they did not do that. They take the field goal and get the win and no cover. So Buffalo's defense looks susceptible. Chiefs' defense looks susceptible. It ain't the Eagles' defense that's the problem. 
It was just a weird game. Jalen Hurts had two picks. He only had three coming into the game all season. But this is where you need to be concerned. Um, Justin Fields sacked six times. <laughs> I mean, you got to protect this guy. He gets knocked out of the game, comes back, and gets the cover. Incredible stuff. The Eagles might become the first defense in NFL history to have four players with 10 or more sacks. Reddick and Hargrave are already there. Sweat has nine and a half, and Graham has eight and a half. Eagles lead the league with 55 sacks. And, I mean, if you don't have an offensive line against this team, you're in deep, deep trouble. They are just dominating the line of scrimmage. Um, and Jalen Hurts, yes, he's still the MVP front runner. Um, he's about to tie Cam Newton's record for most rushing touchdowns in a season for a quarterback. Hurts is nice, folks. Um, but I think it's time we talk about Rob G's Raiders. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, so I want to bring Rob G in to talk about this Raiders game, which was, I don't know, probably one of the wildest endings I've ever seen in sports, only because I, guys, I'm not kidding, I was ready to open the podcast shitting on Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr. They were dominating that game 17-3. We know they've blown four double-digit halftime leads this year. There's no way this is going to be five, right? And then Carr throws one of the worst pick sixes I've seen all season. I mean, it was just, it was like, what, what did that, what just happened? The guy jumped the route. <coughs> you don't expect that from like an experienced quarterback. And the Raiders never recovered. They punted, I think, four or five times right after that. End up getting a luck box TD in the final minute. And like, okay, it's going to go to overtime. And of course, as you've seen the highlight now, I put it on my IG. It's all over the internet. I think it was Stevenson broke off a big run, laterals it to Jacoby Myers. And at this point, because he broke off like a 30-yard run, you're like, oh, are they going to score? Time's out. Um, You know, oh, I guess they'll just play for overtime. But I guess Myers had one of those moments like, oh, we're in the middle of going 35 yards down the field. I think they were approaching like the 25-yard line. I need to get it exact. But And then all of a sudden, he decides to just chuck it back. 
And I swear for a moment, I was like, oh my gosh, the Patriots are not going to score on this, are they? And as soon as the ball comes down, you hear the announcer like, oh my gosh, and Chandler Jones, a guy we have taken a dump on this podcast so many times this season because he stinks, intercepts it, stiff arms Mac Jones to the ground, and the rest, as they say, is history. Rob G., the Raiders are back in the... No, they're not. Uh, just because they got this win. They are not in the playoffs. This team has major problems. They did not deserve this win. McDaniels, I, I would say, is frankly lucky at how it ended because I'm telling you, he would have been hammered had they lost this game. Oh, thousand percent. I mean, he, I was hammering him in, in my Raider fan group texts uh, even after they won the game. Like, he's not a good coach. I've been trying to tell you this all season. But... I've seen some weird shit as a Raiders fan, like just going back to however 20, 30 or 30 plus years I've been watching football. You know, the tuck rule is obviously the one that stands out most recently, but then you got like the immaculate reception and there's just been a laundry list of plays that don't make any sense. That's always seemed to happen in Raider games. This one has to be at the top as one of the most bizarre ways you could lose a game that I've ever seen. Like, I think this one and what was it? The the, the kick six against Alabama, that one a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, I'd never seen that before. You're yeah, right. so yeah, this th- is, th- those right were probably like the two craziest things I've ever seen. And then what makes it even more interesting is after the game, they asked Bill Belichick, well, why didn't you try the Hail Mary then? You know, if you knew you didn't have time for a field goal, well, why didn't you do that? He says, well, we can't throw it that far. Oh, goodness. It's only 45 yards away. If Mac Jones can't throw up 45 yards, I don't think yeah. he should be an NFL quarterback. By so. the way, Mac Jones, Rob, mm-hmm. are you, have you have you seen his stat line? 13 of 31 for 112 yards. That's it. Like, Big they X. don't trust him at all. By the way, um, I have this in my notes. Heading into the fourth quarter, Mac Jones had 65 yards passing. I don't want to hear the Zach Wilson slander. I'm done with it. We know he's not good. But stop trying to force Mac Jones down my throat like he's good. 65 yards passing. You can't be trusted to throw a Hail Mary and you finish the game with 112 yards passing? Look, I don't Un- know. How, it's just unbelievable. How does Mac Jones, when he le- when Josh McDaniels leaves him, gets exponentially worse? And then Derek Carr, once Josh McDaniels arrives, gets exponentially worse as well? You would think it would be one of them would get better some way or fashion. But it, it, even more interesting, on top of the we can't throw the Hail Mary comment by Bill Belichick, we find out afterwards from... Jacoby Myers in the in the locker room. Obviously, he's very dejected. He's he's upset. I understand. It's one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. But they ask him about the play, and the way I inferred it was they didn't even have that called the lateral pitch back kind of play. Ramondre Stevenson just decided when he was going before going out of bounds, he would toss it to Jacoby Myers, and he's like, "All right, well, I guess we're doing this now." And then he decided, "Hey, there's Mac Jones, thirty yards away, and we throw it to him. I'm sure you can make something happen." And he says he quote did not see Chandler Jones. Dude's like well, six yeah. five, two seventy, <laughs> just standing in the middle of the field, didn't see him. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'll take it. You know, any win we can get right now is a good one, considering that all we do is blow fourteen plus point leads. But um, it's not a good football team still. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't think the Raiders are really going anywhere. No. In terms of like, I don't think they're a playoff team. But you know, Rob, earlier I rattled off the name of the playoff quarterbacks for the AFC. If you have you looked at the quarterbacks in the NFC that would make the playoffs, because uh, I'm going to be honest, it is pretty bleak. And and I don't care what anybody says. Tom Brady is not like a top 10 quarterback. The, the numbers may say something, but he is not playing at a high level. And Dak Prescott, by the way, also really riding the struggle bus lately. I, I, I haven't loved what I've seen. So the NFC quarterbacks at the season ended today for the playoffs. Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, I can't believe I have to say this, Daniel Jones, and Taylor Heineke. Like That is as bad of a group as it gets. Now, I haven't totally looked, but you know, if the Detroit Lions find their way into the playoffs, Rob, I don't. I, I honestly don't want to see them if I'm like the Minnesota Vikings. They oh, already yeah. beat you once, and they were outplayed by the Lions in the other game. I, I think the Lions can really push them. I don't know if Washington can. Washington's not bad, but the offense, holy hell, just very bleak. Uh, I don't know that the Giants are, are any good. I don't really know if the NFC's that good at all. Like, seriously, if you look at a team outside of the playoffs— in the AFC, take like the Jaguars. They would be dangerous as hell in the NFC, wouldn't they? 
Oh, like, 1,000%. And, and you know, Lawrence. I, I don't be, think anyone yeah. would have ever, like, he would have laughed if we would have said this six weeks ago or before the season. I don't know if there's anybody entering mid-December or Christmas week here that's playing better football than the Detroit Lions. And you, they would laugh you out of the room if you said that on the podcast in September or July, whatever. And between them and the suddenly surging Jacksonville Jaguars, you had two teams that were dumpster fire also ran type squads entering entering the season and now suddenly they are legitimate dark horse candidates not just to get to the playoffs but if they get in nobody gonna want to see them because they're playing really good football the last you know month plus of the season let me push back on the lines i know they've covered seven straight and they won an outdoor game so with two minutes and 30 seconds left they're facing fourth and one at midfield they're 0 for three in the red zone for the whole game if they don't convert that, they lose to the Jets, and then what's the narrative? Ah, they lost to Zach Wilson. Oh, my gosh, what an embarrassment, right? They get, they dial up, I already talked about it, but the Ben Johnson play, the fourth and one throw to the tight end, incredible play call. The league has such narrow margins, Rob. It is amazing. Like, again, if the Raiders don't get that interception of a lateral and run it back, we're crucifying Josh McDaniels. We're doing what five teams could Derek Carr play for next year, right? <laughs> um, I mean, you could do this. Like, if Dallas wins in overtime, it doesn't throw the pick six off Noah Brown's hands. We're talking about, oh, my gosh, next week, Cowboys-Eagles. It's for first place in the NFC East. And the number one seed, oh, my gosh, there's so much at stake. Like, the league has such narrow margins. It, it really is amazing. Like, I mean, I'm going to ask your team, Rob. Are they good or not? Baltimore Ravens. Oh, jeez. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, and now I'm asking you this. I haven't really talked about this. We just saw Kyler Murray get paid in the offseason, get an injury, and he's probably going to miss, I would say, 85 to 90% of next season, right? ACLs takes a while to come back. But he got paid, so who gives a shit? Lamar Jackson has a knee injury. He didn't get paid. Do you think Lamar is looking at Kyler Murray and said, damn, he, they backed up the brings for him. He got paid, and now he's injured. He ain't going to play next year, and he got paid. What happens if I get hurt? What if I put myself on the line? These guys haven't paid me. Do you think, and remember, according to Schefter, Lamar Jackson was ex is expected to return next week. If you're Lamar Jackson, listen, I know Baltimore is ugh, somehow leading the division, but this team's not good right now. If you're Lamar, are, you, are we sure you're rushing back, Rob? Who's advising this guy? Well, that's part of the problem is that you don't know who's advising him. I mean, he, either he should have held out from the beginning and said, until I get in my guarantee contract, I'm not playing a snap. Or he should have accepted the deal that was presented in front of him. Now that he's in this limbo, the only thing that would have got him whatever it is he was looking for, which was the fully guaranteed deal, was he'd have to basically win the MVP or have an MVP caliber season. Yeah, He started off great the first two or three weeks of the season. Since then, it's been bad by his standards. He just has not played good football relative to what you expect from him. So now if you're Baltimore, I don't even know if that deal they had before the season is on the table still. Because mm. you're, you're like, look, everything that we had concerns about you coming into the season came to fruition. Your, your passing never developed to the level that we needed it to, to. The the rushing, I don't know if it's consciously or subconsciously, but he's not running as much as he was a couple of years back during the MVP season. Right. And he got hurt. So all th that trifecta is not working out in his favor. So if you're Lamar Jackson, I don't know if there's anything he could do if when he does come back next week, assuming he does, over the next rest of the season, that's going to change their minds. Of course, the counter is Lamar will say, well, I don't, I don't, what do you care? I, I, I don't want that deal anyway. I'll just get franchise tagged. And I think it's like the, the average franchise tag for him next year is going to be like 40 million anyway. Right. Somewhere mm -hmm. in that neighborhood. So he's like, I'll just take the 40 and you can either tag me, but I don't, I, I don't want to come back here. And then it gets untenable. It's like, what can you do? I, it's just nothing about that. Now they do have an easy game this week against the Falcons. So I, it might be swept under the rug in hell. Maybe you don't even start him. Did you see what Desmond Ritter did in his first game? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't want to spend any time here talking about Desmond Ritter's debut, but he was 13 of 26 for 97 yards. Hey, Mac Jones no would turnovers. kill for that kind of game. 
Who? Mac, Mac Jones would kill Mac. <laughs> I mean, he didn't push down the field. His longest completion was 14 yards to a tight right. end. Uh, I think the kid Pruitt. So bottom line is, and that was indoors in good conditions. I don't, now listen, I, I know we're burying this like 35 minutes in the podcast, but Rob, next week is going to be all about the weather. I, I don't know how, how much you care about this stuff. Of course, I am looking for any gambling edge I can find. Some of these early projected temperatures for next week, unbelievable. You're going to have Steelers in 18-degree weather. We're looking at Saints-Browns. They're calling it maybe 6 degrees next, next uh, Sunday. No, I'm sorry, next Saturday. They play Saturday. You know, the lake effect stuff in Cleveland. Six degrees. They're calling it one of the coldest games of the year. Bills at Bears Saturday. It's going to be another one. The totals. I mean, the total for Saints-Browns, Rob, is 34 and a half. That's, that's obscene. Like, I think the lowest total so far this season is like 36. So next weekend is going to be the weather weekend. Chiefs, they're calling for 15 degrees at Arrowhead. Seahawks at Chiefs. You love to see that. Hopefully the Seahawks go down. Um, but, Rob, I guess we can wrap up with this. Like, I... I did open, you heard me talking about all the, the best teams. Philly look kind of ordinary. Um, Chiefs struggle to put away the Texans and need overtime. Um, Bengals were down 17 nothing, and really Tampa Bay lost that game. I don't think Cincinnati won it. Um, Minnesota was down 33 nothing. Like, Is this just an aberration, or is there something here like, man, there's, some of these teams just aren't that good. Uh, I think that, well, the NFL is the king of parody, right? So, you know, all these teams have some kind of chink in the armor that's going to expose them a little bit. And what we've seen, especially the last couple of weeks, is even the best teams have really, really big holes that can be exploited in the right matchup. Kansas City, for Patrick Mahomes, who's fantastic, him and Travis Kelsey are, are probably the most lethal combination consistently on a week-to-week basis in the NFL. And that defense is going to give you opportunities to at minimum score with them. I mean, I don't know if you can outscore the Chiefs. Like That's kind of really hard to do because even in a bad game, I think Mahomes completed 20 straight passes. Yeah. But they're going to give you opportunities. So if they run into the Bengals again in the playoffs or the Bills or even the Dolphins, teams that can score quickly as well, it's going to be a dogfight for them. And Buffalo, we saw over the weekend, they can't run the ball to save their lives outside of Josh Allen. So when things get tight and you need to stall the clock down a little bit and the other team has some momentum, you got to kind of get a couple of first downs and eat up some time. They they haven't shown they can do that yet. They're, they're just as likely to go three and out as they are to score a touchdown because that's just the way they play. And so I don't know if it's necessarily these teams aren't very good. It's that the teams that you're going to see in the playoffs are all uniquely qualified to expose one another. So that's why I wouldn't be surprised if you see a wild card team, like I mentioned, the Detroit Lions, if they get in, make a deeper run than you would expect because the matchups work in their favor. Yeah, it, it could just be one of those weeks where I look at all the games, Rob, and I'm like, yeah, I don't trust anybody. And then, oh, well, you know, maybe the Lions uh, can be something. Um, I got to be honest. I thought the Jets defense locked them up. Yeah, I, didn't think, I thought I didn't they. Think I thought. Goffley, I think the Jets' defense is really good. Yeah, it's the offense. I don't. Yeah, wanna, I don't that's the problem. I really would not like to discuss uh, Zach Wilson any further. I guess we can wrap up here, Rob. I am curious. Uh, what do most podcasts do like holiday week? Um, is Christmas is sneaking up on us here? Like literally um, six days to go. I know there is a robust NFL schedule next Sunday. What, what do you think we should do? Should we open it up to the audience or no? If you'd like. I mean, the DMs are always open, both, I think, for you and for me. So if people want to send their suggestions. You're just doing that for the ladies, huh? You're just doing no, that for the ladies. No, not at all. Because anyone who goes on any of my social medias know that uh, I'm a nerd on Twitter. Or nothing, there's nothing personal on there. And on Instagram, it's literally just pictures of my daughter. There's nothing sports-related on there. It's like two yeah, separate you're people. Yeah, you you got to step it up. I know. I know. You, obviously, you love your daughter, but I mean, come on, get a little interested. I got it. You know, shirtless photos on the gram. Is that where I got to be? Like, you step it up. So it's funny. <laughs> um, sometimes I'll tag my wife on stuff, and then she, like you know, r- r- random people that she doesn't know try to like follow her, and she she will come to me and say like, "Do you know this person?" I was like, "No, nah, I, I don't know them." It's like, you know, would random people try to follow her? She's like, "I'm not letting these." You know, I don't. You know, she has photos of the kids and. Mm-hmm. 
just private stuff. So she's really gets upset with that. But I'll say this. So um, we had our sixth grade basketball draft for my son's league uh, over the weekend. You creating any picks? Did, no, there were no trading <laughs> picks. Also, I tried to pick up a two thousand for a first. There you go. I tried to pick up a two thousand twenty three um, <laughs> unprotected, but uh, I was not able to do that. Um, but anyway, so, so it was like an evaluation recently for uh, some of the players that we don't know. And this was funny, but like you know, I'm one of the coaches helping the commish because I'm buddies with the commish. Nice guy. He's a Lions fan, so I do not want to talk about the Lions fans. <laughs> um, I'm I'm helping out at a station. This one of the dads of the players comes up and is like, "Hey, do I know you?" And I was like, "I don't know. I coached in fourth grade. You know, we were pretty good." <laughs> I'm not kidding. I said that. He's like, "No, no, no. From somewhere else." I was like, "I don't, I don't know." And I go back to what I'm doing. He's like, "You're on TV. I know you." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I do that sometimes." So then, I of course, I talk to the guy. And I'm like, "Oh, so who's your kid?" And then he, you know, points out his kid, and his kid looked okay. And so he was super friendly and like, oh, but asking all these questions. So when it came draft time, you know what? There's a bunch of guys people don't know. I'm going to take the guy who stuck out and talked to me. It was friendly. You know, I know that guy. There you go. He's a sports fan, right? He's a sports fan, obviously. He, he's going to have his kids show up, you know, because the coach is somebody moderately famous. I had to just throw that in there. <laughs> um, but uh, I just like saying stupid stuff. But um, so, so anyways, uh, basketball season is approaching rapidly. I'm very excited. Um, your, is your daughter in sports yet or still too young? Yeah, she actually just wrapped up her soccer season. Okay, what position? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> At that age, it's just, whoever can kick the ball straight is going to be getting Hurting those minutes. cats. That's yes. right. Um, so uh, January will be exciting. Unfortunately, I think a lot of the game times are during NFL playoff games, so I'm going to have to find an assistant and then watch the games on my phone, you know, because the podcast takes priority. Um, so, Rob, are you in town for the holidays? I am. I, I will oh, be exciting. local. I'm going to like nine different houses, but I'll be all within like a 20-minute mm. drive of every direction. Nice. I, and I'll just wrap up with this. I don't know how into the World Cup you were. Oh, I loved it. That's good. I'm I'm happy. I, I think the numbers were massive for Fox. You couldn't have asked for a better tournament. Um, I'm a little sad now. There's no more daytime sports happening until the weekends. There's no like, oh, there's a soccer game on at 11 a.m. Pacific. You know, I had it on in. I had them put it on in the studio during the herd. Like, I'm gonna miss the World Cup, man. And now it's four years until the next one. Four years, and I will. Con- you know. Um, you know, you, you talk to your parents. My dad is super into soccer. So we're texting constantly during the games, before the games, after the games. It's like, man, what are we, we going to talk about now? You know, it's one of those weird things where I, I had way more text chains than normal due to the World Cup. And I just, I don't want those to go away. I don't know. I'm going to miss it. It's like I get wistful when March Madness gets down to the Final Four mm-hmm. because I know it's ending. And I love the, the March Madness, obviously. NBA season is different. NFL season, like, I'm not sad that we're in week 15, frankly. I don't know about you. I'm a little drained. Um, oh, yeah. I haven't taken the, the a, I haven't taken a Sunday off. to you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't take – I mean, I know that's reserved for players, but, like, I've got to be watching these games, whether it's on my phone, at my son's volleyball tournament. I've got to get to a TV. There hasn't been a Sunday where I haven't watched it all. I'm driving my daughter to gymnastics. I have the red zone on my phone, listening, not looking. Um, and it's just at some point, you know, if I'm, if I was like top 20 in the gambling contest for like $3 million, it'd be different, but I'm just like kind of worn down, you know, especially cause you know, which teams are good and who's not. And so there's well, a lot of games that you have to pay it. You have to pay attention because it's the NFL, but you're like, but you would I, think I, that Rob, but I really care about giants commanders. Oh yeah. I couldn't get into Sunday night football. I don't know about you. Were you into it last night? Not really. I mean, yeah, I watched like, it because I had to, but I wasn't like, oh, this is great. I'm so excited to be well, watching NFL football. bad football. I <laughs> yeah, mean, I, like, you know, Washington is a team that I like rooting for Taylor Heineke, and they just made a ton of mistakes, and the Giants didn't turn the ball over, right? Yep. I mean, I mean Saquon it's one of those helped me in fantasy, but other than that, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. How are you in fantasy, by the way? Uh, I'm in the semis in both of my big leagues, so I'm very Jeez. excited. Is that from all, uh, you know, because you're plugged in and uh, doing yeah, a lot of sports much, all the cause, time? Yeah, pretty much, because we have Matthew Barry on the pod, you know, friend of the show, so I got some inside intel. It and... really matters, uh, the waiver wire is everything. Right? Oh, yeah. People uh-huh. don't realize that, and it's like, you know, if you can crush the waiver wire, you should be able to win, but like, Washington had 100 more yards, averaged 6.7 yards per play, but had two fumbles, 
Well, I think both were in the red zone. One definitely was. And then the Giants had a fluky touchdown. They got to the the Giants got to the red zone once. They had the Kayvon Thibodeau strip sack. He's they awesome, had by no the way. business winning it. Huh? Kayvon Thibodeau is awesome. He's very, very good. He's I'm just really looking good. at the looking at the box score. What did he have? Uh only one sack, but three tackles for loss, forced fumble, touchdown. Like, yeah, he's a beast. That draft at the top last year, Sauce Gardner. Mm-hmm. Um Aiden Hutchinson's playing very good. Trayvon Walker up and down. I think he did. I, he was inactive on Sunday, but uh, yeah, last year's draft very good. Well, I, I'm excited to do draft stuff for next year, you know, because Jets probably aren't going to the playoffs. All right, that's it for today. No best bet because I don't care about Rams Packers. You know, Monday might be uh, Charlie Brown Christmas in the in the McIntyre family household. All right, take it easy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.